All right, Tim Blanchett with Divorce 661's Daily Perspective, episode 10, moving right along, uh, where we talk about kind of like a little uh, blog, if you will, uh, podcast, just the inner insights of what I do. Also talk about client issues, problems that came up, clients I helped, in case you have similar problems. Um, you know, maybe you'll get some helpful tips in there. So today was one of those days where it just became about judgments. The phones were a little slower. Uh, we only had two new clients today, but uh, I did receive a ton of judgment judgments that clients had signed and turned in. You can kind of see them. Where's my camera? Right here, here. So there's probably 12 judgments I received uh, in the mail today. Um, with all other counties other than LA County, we can e-file your initial documents in most, again, in most counties, but then after that, everything else has to be um, signed, wet signatures, and I need original documents. Unfortunately, they won't even allow for uh, scanned signatures. So um, just, it's not an issue. I mean, that's how it's always been in the past. For the last 11 years, I've done this. Uh, just with the notary, I'm sorry, with the e-file with LA County, us being able to submit the judgments entirely, shaves off a lot of time for me and for the clients. Um, so when we do our, our our final judgments, once the client's happy with the settlement agreement and all that, I give instructions on how to sign and they will just sign independently, go to a notary in their town. Again, we work with all clients in California and then they'll mail them in. So they all just have, sometimes they just come in uh, big uh, groupings. Um, sometimes I won't get any for a couple of days. And then like today, I think we got eight or 10 or 12. I mean, I haven't opened them all. I've, I've reviewed them. I try and get them out right away because they're usually ready to go and ready to file. But I made a note of where these cases came from. Um, so these, I'll be finishing these judgments today. And it's from uh, Contra Costa. We had three, well, three LA County cases, two San Bernardino cases, two Santa Clara cases, two Riverside cases, an Alameda judgment, a Solano case, a Ventura judgment. And uh, of course, always um, with the LA counties, we can e-file. So I just took some notes here on what got mailed in. So if you're watching this and you're my client, I am working on them. They will be processed shortly. Going back to uh, timing with the courts, they've gotten really bad with their processing of judgments. You know, I'm usually quoting and I, because we have the ability to file all these cases with all these different counties, we probably have, even if it's a county, we don't deal with a lot. Um, we're probably at least filing three cases a month with them. And so it gives me an idea on timing. And we're starting to see that time of year where we're going to start seeing the delays because as soon as we get into November, holidays, clerks are taking time off, Christmas, courts are taking time off. There's some um, holiday time there for folks. So that's going to extend the time. I reported to you, I think, in yesterday's Daily Perspective that um, Ventura has shockingly gone to six, five to six months uh, for a review of approvals uh, versus uh, three to four. Like generally, that's most courts, three to four just really uh, depends. So we want to get those in as quickly as possible. And again, I will get, I'll get through those. They do take me a solid hour to process them because I'm getting them with the signature. Sometimes they're upside down and backwards and all, all, all a big mess when I receive them. So I have to package them up, do a final review, make a thousand copies, and then UPS them over to the court so they can get in review for, uh, for review and signatures. So that brought me, uh, I had a, a couple of consultations today. One was by text, which is funny because some, you know, I get it. Some people don't want to call or have the commitment to have that conversation. So today I had someone text me and they said, Hey, do you handle this County? I said, yes. 
how many cases do you handle in that county? I said, huh, I've never been asked how many, you know, from like a, I'm sure they're trying to get a sense of, um, I don't know how good I am at my job, I suppose, or my familiarity with that particular county. And so they said, how many, how many have you filed in this county in the last, you know, three months? And I don't keep track or record of that. Maybe I should. I don't think it's important, but I, what I told them was we do about 30 divorce cases a month and it's just me. So it's, you know, high volume. And of those, I would probably estimate, you know, we handle almost every county in California, not all, not every month, but we have in the past. And of those 30 per month, by the way, over the last 11 years, and it's not 30 exactly every month. It might be, you know, 15 in December or 20 in December or some of the smaller, slower months, uh, maybe when kids go out of school in, what is it, May, June, when they go on summer break, we'll see a little decline. But then we'll see a huge jump once the kids are back in school. Um, so it could be as high as 50 cases, I think we did in September, and it could be you know 30 or 20 cases in other months, just depending on what's going on in the world, which is kind of crazy right now. Um, so anyways, th th I thought it was an interesting uh, question they had about how many cases have I filed. And so I, I hadn't been asked that before. So I kind of laughed, you know, I don't know how you can laugh on a text, but I just did the little LOL and said, you know, I've never been asked that before, but here's kind of my stats. Um, and one of the things that they, their issues were, and this comes up a lot and I've talked about this a lot and it, and it was on two different calls. One with the folks that we did this consultation by, um, and I'm sorry, I'm not looking at you. I'm looking at my notes, but we did a consultation by a text. And then the other one was a regular consultation. And in both cases today, the, the folks by text they had filed, and uh, I don't know. I don't know if it was who I was talking to. Let's just say he was the petitioner, but the uh, respondent was in Canada. And I've had this happen so many times. And I said, "Oh well, you know, if you had called me in the beginning, I would have said make the person in Canada the petitioner because then you don't need to get the notary. There's no way they can get out of that now at this point. And we just had a case like this uh, last month where same same exact situation." Uh, petitioner in, in California, respondent in Canada, they had already filed. So the only issue is they had to go to the, no, the notary in um, Canada, but you have to go to U.S. Embassy. So that's what they're going to have to do in this case as well. That's what I told them. The second uh, one today, the wife was in San Diego and the husband was in Ecuador. Doesn't matter where how where you're at, different county, city, country, state, doesn't matter. As long as you're amicable, there's a way of getting you through the process. So I, I made the same suggestion to her. I said, look, if you guys are amicable and you trust them, let's make him the petitioner. I always use my business address. So there's a California based address. You don't, not that we, that's just for mailing purposes for the court, just to make sure they, they get their copies when the judgment's approved. But the, the idea was make him the petitioner. We'll still file it in her jurisdiction. You know, you can, the petitioner doesn't have to file where they live. You have the option filing in your county or your spouse's county. So we'll still file this in San Diego. Um, just making her the respondent, which then avoids him having to get a notary at all. So that's a, that's more of a, as far as a technicality and process, just to, if you're watching this and you're in this situation and your spouse is, we have people deployed in the military. We have folks in different countries and they've already separated China. I've done one in China. I don't want to say just about everywhere, but it doesn't make a difference. We can get it done. There's just a certain way that it needs to be handled. Um, from a, a technical uh, aspect. Um, one thing I wanted to announce is I'm going to start, and I used to do a lot of tutorial to specific documents, um, the judgment forms and how to file the petition and all that. 
what I decided to do today is I'm going to go over how to prepare your judgment with all the different variables that could happen, um, but individual videos for each type of divorce case. For instance, I'm going to do, and I just recorded it today and I'll probably release it today. I just did an L and I'm going to break it down by County as well. So this is going to probably turn into a hundred different videos on judgment prep, because I think there's going to be at least eight variables for each County because the counties do handle their judgments differently. Some counties uh, want the forms. Some people want uh, MSA. Some counties want a combination of forms and MSA. Some counties change their mind every other time. We've had one county where we, you know, we again, we file enough to, to know what's going on in the different counties in California with the courts. And they'll, you know, one, one time we filed with using the forms and they said, oh, th there's no settlement agreement attached. And we're like, yeah, it's the, the forms. The forms make the settlement agreement. I must have been a new clerk. And they rejected it. It said, do a settlement agreement. So we did a settlement agreement and got approved. I'm like, okay, that was weird. And then I mark, you know, I keep notes. Uh, uh, I'm not, I don't want that to happen again. So the next time I submitted a settlement agreement and they said, oh, uh, we, we have a preference that you use the forms. And, you know, I, sometimes I just have to throw up my hands and say, you know, we're at the whim of the courts, the clerks, you know, and there's multiple departments. So you're not always dealing with the same clerk or court. You never know what you're going to get. I know there's a lot of turnover in the courts uh, as well. So I know that has something to do with it and it's just their lack of, of training. Um, and it could just be a judge wants it done a certain way in their department. And we just, and if they change their mind on something, um, we just have to, to go with it. So we have many cases that we've handled over the last 11 years, you know, sometimes we still will get a reject. We're not perfect. Once in a while it'll be, you know, an error, but usually it's in the court making some recent change to their policy on what they want as far as the documents are concerned. But going back to the announcement, yeah, I'm going to do these variables of like today, what I did was um, it was LA County, no ad, so default with an agreement, Los Angeles County judgment, no assets, no debts, no kids, no spouse support. So like the most basic judgment package you could put forward to the court. And we had a lot of those cases. So, you know, it's not, it wasn't like that. We don't ever use that, but did that in under seven minutes. I actually went quite fast through it. So people are able to, you know, I don't want people to be waiting to, you know, fill out their boxes. They can go back through it. They can rewind it, watch it again, slow it down, back it up, whatever. And I'm going to create um, within the U YouTube, you probably watch in the YouTube. Um, I'm going to create different um, for each County. There's going to be a separate, um, I forget what you call it. I pulled it up just before this, but it'll be broken down by county. And then once you go into that heading, it's going to show you all the different videos. So if, and I'll tell you, this video is for no assets, no debts, no kids, no alimony. This one is for uh, assets and debts, but no kids or alimony or, you know, everything, assets, debts, kids, alimony, the whole shot. So um, because they're different, there's different forms that come into play. You know, if there's child support or no child support, um, spouse support or no spouse support, assets and debts or none. And there's a very a lot of variables on that. So I'm going to cover all those because when you bring in one aspect, it brings in other aspects uh, that you need to address. So that's it for today. I think, let me just check my notes. We're good. You know, keep tuning in. Uh, seems people are liking this. Oh, I wanted to ask you a question real quick before you go. Today, I uploaded three videos, long form videos, like three and four minutes. They're normally, you know, horizontal like this. But today I did them vertical. And I'm just wondering if you have a preference on how I make those videos. And the difference is with the vertical, because I, I looked at my YouTube channel today, 
and the devices that people use is 78% cell phone, which that makes sense, right? But from a tutorial type video like I did today, there's no way I'm going to do that on a um, vertical video. I'm sure you're not filling out your forms using your cell phone. I mean, your vision would have to be better than mine to do that. I'm sure it's possible, but I think the people on the PCs are probably watching the longer form tutorials, how to's that I'm doing. But that was it for the update. Um, again, this was the uh, Vorce 661 Daily Perspective, episode 10. We'll talk to you tomorrow.